Welcome to the Middle Tech Podcast, this region's leading business podcast, shining a light on technology, entrepreneurship, and the future of business in Kentucky and beyond. Our goal is to advance the ecosystem by bringing attention to the founders, changemakers, innovators, and those supporting them. Middle Tech's content can be found on your favorite podcast streaming app, social channels, and YouTube. We encourage you to follow and participate in the conversation. Let's discuss and build the future. What's going on? You've got Evan Knowles and Logan Jones here with the Middle Tech Podcast. This episode was a long time coming. Uh, we had John Middle on, who is the co-founder of Clearcut Focus, but you probably know them uh, as just Focus with a PH. So uh, I met John actually uh, in around 2018, early, early on when they were just getting started. I met them with uh, when I was with Fuji. Uh, so I met with them to see if Fuji could help them with their launch strategy, but we've stayed in touch, been wanting to get him on. This is a perfect time to get him on uh, and hear how they've, you know, survived through focus and our, or through, uh, not focus through, uh, coronavirus and see how their, uh, their growth has continued through all of that, but they've grown substantially. Uh, those of you that might remember them in the early days, well, now they're all over the East coast and they're starting to make an expansion around the rest of the United States. So it's a great time to talk to him. Yeah. And we just, we got so into the conversation. We actually didn't kick it off like we normally do. We just dove right into talking about uh, why John is, is up in New York currently. So this company was started in Louisville, but John is now up in New York and trying to get it on, get it on as many shelves as he possibly can, as, as he put it. Um, but we got to discuss, you know, how focus came to be. When you think about launching a beverage, you think about the competitors like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Nestle, there's some behemoths in the space. So when it comes to launching an actual beverage and getting some traction, it's a really impressive feat, honestly. So that was one of the first things that we got to discuss with John was what was it like going up against those giant competitors like that. And it's actually pretty cool because he was one of the first ones in the space to do what Focus was doing, which was take uh, seltzer water and, and caffeinate it with a couple other ingredients to make it just a really pleasant caffeinated experience, I guess is how I would phrase it. But Coca-Cola actually launched a competitor after ClearCut Focus had launched. So we discussed all of that. Uh, we discussed what has led to the growth over the past several years. Um, they've done a really good job with marketing and, and getting in front of the right people, um, the challenges that they faced as they've grown, uh, and where they plan on going into the future. So I just want to personally give my support to, to Focus. I love Focus. Evan's a big fan of Focus, I know as well. But when you think of a caffeinated drink, you think of jittery, hard to, hard to act to focus when you drink focus, uh, it's a lot calmer of a caffeinated. Just clean. It's clean. It's clean, yeah. clear cut focus. So that's my personal sponsorship for, for focus. Um, but yeah, as always, before we dive into this, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Uh, so we've got the land betterment group land betterment, uh, as you guys know, who have listened to this podcast before, they are providing sustainable business solutions by putting, uh, sustainable businesses in place of strip mines and providing new jobs to the communities that lost those jobs when the strip mines got closed down. Uh, so you can learn more about Land Betterment in episode 97, or you can visit their website, landbetterment.com. All right. And next we got Brandon Johnson. So when you're starting a company, you know, you need an attorney. If you're going to take it seriously, an attorney will bring you peace of mind. So you can't mess up those documents. If you mess them up, it leads to a lot of headaches down the road. And so it's really advised to work with an attorney. And I've been working with Brandon. I love working with him, uh, continuing to work with him. And if you need help with any kind of your incorporation documents, shareholder agreements, operating agreements, whatever it might be, I encourage you to reach out to a lawyer and Brandon's a great one. So I encourage you to go to our website, uh, middletechpod.com. 
slash Johnson Law. Perfect. Let's dive on in. Before we get into this, I I, uh, I know you do a lot up in New York and you guys are hiring team members up there, but uh, give us an idea of what New York means to y'all before you get into this discussion so we can have a better understanding going into it. So uh, how you guys broken up and why why the focus on New York and what all that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, first off, happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. I was going to have a little green beer, but I guess I'll have a little focus. Um, there we, go. We're so, we got the product uh, placement too. Perfect. <laughs> There's probably a little bit more to a little backstory I should give before we get into the importance of New York. I had the idea for Focus in Med School in 2015, October of 2015. I was working with my co-founder, Tom. Uh, he's actually a New York native, lives in, in Louisville. Um, that's where his that's where his family is. And, um, you know, I was working with him and really doing Uber before Uber was a thing in Louisville. Um, odds and ends, I was working around with him. And we always chatted business and business opportunities. And he was always prodding me for ideas. And uh, we had about a thousand ideas. All but one were either terrible or had been done before. And, you know, the one idea was focus. And he actually had... You know, I dropped him off one night and he said, hey, I meant to give you this article about Red Bull. They did $5 billion in sales last year and they're terrible. You know, that stuff's not good for you. It doesn't taste good, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, he's like, can we do something similar? And I was like, I just want caffeinated water. So he, um, he had actually just stopped drinking uh, Coke Zero and was drinking, you know, sparkling water and coffee every day and was kind of over it. So it was kind of perfect timing on the idea. And and uh, fast forward two years, October of 2017, we launched on the shelf first in Louisville and then on Amazon. And it was at that point when we, we did 10,000 case run. And I, I remember just looking at that product and thinking, well, this is going to take forever to sell. I'm going to have plenty of time to decide about med school, right? And residency. And uh, by December, we were out of it. You know, we were ready to do another production run. And, and um, I was like, you know, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. So I ended up uh, a week before early match for ophthalmology. I told the uh, the assistant chair of the ophthalmology department that I was working with that I was, um, he actually said to me when I went and saw him right before the match, I said, uh, hey, I just wanted to chat a bit about the match. And he was like, you ready for it? We got you ranked pretty high. And meaning that there was a great chance I was going to match. And I was like, uh-oh. Well, it's actually what I'm here to talk to you about. Uh, so I, I you know, told him I was deferring residency and, that was late December, early January. And then in November of 2018, we got an email from someone at Big Geyser, this distributor up here. And uh, we had no idea what it was, uh, who they were, you know, what they were known for. And then we, we kind of talked to some of the context we had established in our first year, basically. And uh, they were like, well, they are the one of the largest non-alcoholic distributors in the country. Uh, they are responsible for really building Monster in New York City to what it was. They launched uh, Viren Water, were instrumental in Smart Water. They built Zico Water and uh, Core Water. They're currently body with Body Armor. Um, so a lot of really big brands started there. Uh, so when it was when they reached out and they wanted to try our product and they liked it. And uh, those negotiations went on for about four months and they offered us a spot up here in, in uh, 2019 of, of April. All that to be said that it was New York 
offers for us the opportunity to have a a national presence without a national footprint. It's it's unbelievably competitive, and uh, you know, just looking at the shelves in Louisville, I thought our product, our packaging was perfect. And then coming up here, I saw on the I saw it on the um, <laughs> I saw it on just the shelf, and I was like, it blends right in. You know, there were so many different types of products, and it was so so much more dense than what I was used to in Louisville that, um, you know, it's, it's been actually like a a year and a half process and we're about to launch our complete redesign next month, Uh, all with kind of the inspiration for being in a larger marketplace, right? Where we don't, we can't put hands on it and we have to rely more on people seeing it pull off the shelf. So, you know, New York was, was a big, big push for us in 2019. and, And by Q1 of 2020, we had, uh, exceeded all expectations or goals set by the distributor. Uh, we were doing a significant amount of volume in corporate offices from JP Morgan to Goldman Sachs to ABC. And that was a great place for us because we didn't have any chain accounts. So we had no accounts when we came up here. So we had to start from scratch. And with COVID, it all disappeared. So, you know, we've kind of been in a holding pattern and a rebuilding pattern. And uh, that's one of the reasons I'm so anxious about the next six to eight weeks is because you know, this, this launches into the, I believe it's the 90 days, 120 days of selling, um, is what they call it from Memorial day to labor day. So, um, really trying to make up for what we had lost with COVID and, and rebuild back up here. But, um, so that's, that's the importance that New York has for us. It is, it is in a market that's crowding with, I mean, their Coca-Cola now has a sparkling water called AHA with caffeine, 35 milligrams. Bubbly just launched theirs, Bubbly Bounce, 35 milligrams of caffeine. And there are a few others that are starting to really uh, enter the market. And none of them are with Big Geyser, right? So knowing the opportunity that we have here, we we really have to, we have to perform. I mean, this yeah. will be our really important uh, part of our growth and success if we can yeah. make it here. Makes sense. And what you said earlier, you know, funny, funny story about, you know, the Red Bull thing is that's kind of one of the reasons why I love focus and why I got into it. Cause I can't do, uh, well I do drink Red Bull, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, but coffee, I can't do coffee. So like coffee makes me anxious. I get, I pace the room, I sweat, like I just can't do it. And somebody introduced, I forgot how I got introduced to, to focus. I don't remember. I oh, like it maybe Star it was Fuji. Weekend. No, it was even before no, that. No, it was Fuji. Right? It was Fuji. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I came to your all's office and I guess that was the first time. We might have had it in our office at Fuji and then just built a relationship with you guys. And that was awesome coming to see you all and you know, get to know you guys. And uh, knowing how much I love the product, that was just a cool experience. You know, getting to see you guys from the ground floor in that warehouse was cool. But related to the Red Bull comment you make you made, you know, Red Bull is terrible. I don't drink a whole lot of alcohol. Um, but when I do and I'm trying to have a good time, you know, I would go with a vodka Red Bull. What would happen was, you know, after two or three of those, uh, you you stop feeling very good. Um, right. Your heart your heart's gonna come out of your chest, and eventually, I was like, I got to stop doing these, and so I actually switched over. This is funny. It doesn't taste that good, but it still gets the job done. I would drink some vodka focus. Yeah, you know, and and uh, it's funny. My first experience with vodka Red Bull was uh, it was probably I've done it a few times, but the first time I actually did it was at a club with some friends, and and I was actually in in Spain right before I started med school. And I was up till eight in the morning that next day. So, you know, Spain, um, like Ibiza. Yeah. 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 And it was a great experience. I felt terrible. 
it was never a big part of my, I don't know, beverage library, right? I never yeah. really got behind the flavor. There was a few energy drinks. I always liked caffeine, but I didn't have my first cup of coffee until med school. And I remember the test that I got it for, a full Heine Brothers coffee. And I drank it and I was like, what is happening to me? Yeah. And that was one of the things that, and there's a lot that went into the creation of this, right? We, we tried, we messed around with some vitamins. We messed around with uh, antioxidants and we, we tried to add something more than just caffeine. And, and the problem with all those is it affected taste. It uh, affected the color, you know, or if you could get it in there, it really was a marketing scheme because it wasn't enough to really do anything, right? Um, so you'd hit the minimum FDA limits required to claim it, but you couldn't put more than that because it would mess up the taste. So that's why we landed with L-theanine, right? Which is really, really growing as far as its addition to food products and beverages. But L-theanine is the amino acid that naturally occurs in tea. And it's, it gives that calming effect that people like when they drink tea. Right. So when you you can just Google L-theanine caffeine and you'll see a lot of really, really impressive uh, features and benefits that you get from that. And, and that's one of the reasons that we hear so often that people who can't drink coffee, can't drink energy drinks, can drink focus because they get that 75 milligrams, like an eight ounce cup of coffee. Right. And they get L-theanine, which smooths that release, limits the jitters and allows for the drinkability. So you can have multiple throughout the day. So that's that was it just feels like crisp and clean. I love it. Yeah, and that was a big part. We didn't want sugar, didn't want calories, didn't want sweeteners, and we just wanted caffeine, water, and that L-theanine was kind of a last minute addition that we tried uh, because we knew the benefits were so good, and it, it ends up really being a difference maker. I think people come to us because they try it because it's that caffeinated sparkling water sounds unique, and it sounds like a you know the most common thing we get is that's a great idea. But I think what contributes to our really high reorder rate and our return rate is the uh, is that L-theanine. That's the difference maker for us. What's the category of drink you guys are considered to be in? Is, is it an energy drink or is sparkling caffeinated water becoming its own category? What, what does that look like? That's a great question. It is a question that we are actually wrestling with right now. So starting your own brand, your own beverage company is unbelievably challenging, right? And I remember the first thing that, that the to the owner and the uh, CEO of um, Big Geyser said to us was, you guys are doing something very challenging in starting your own beverage company, but it's even more challenging because you're creating a category, right? And the grocery store is probably not going to have a caffeinated sparkling water aisle one day. So when we look at it, there are so many different factors that go into it. Like when we go into Kroger, we perform well, but when you put us next to a 399 12-pack, they're going to sell more units than we are right at 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 a 699 price point. So, it's when you're a smaller brand, you're asking someone to buy a four pack of a brand they haven't tried, right when they could buy a 12 pack for half the price, then you're really relying on a lot of marketing dollars or a lot of education of what the product is or you're heavily discounting that product to drive trial. We've had a really good last 45 days. Uh expansion into Publix uh, six to 800 stores, expansion into Albertsons, Seattle division, 200 stores, expansion in a giant Martins throughout Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, a, a few more, but in each of those places, we're going to be in a different or are in a different category. So is it functional, 
right, next to buy or next to the core organic, if you're familiar with those. Anything that's like a, they sometimes will refer to as like a water plus. So it's water plus something else. And then, uh, you know, we had a conversation with some people at Kroger about possibly trying the natural foods energy set, right? So it's it's a constant question that we've had uh, for over six months about where do we belong, right? Where's the best, where's our consumer? Where does the buyer at the grocery store want us? Uh, what's the price point we should be at? So this is a really big opportunity for us over the next year to learn where we do well and where our customer wants to find us. Yeah, and you mentioned it there. And I think this is a question that Evan and I kind of both had coming into this interview, was, which was, how do you even go about starting a beverage company? Because there's so many behemoths within that space already. So let's back the story up to you have the idea and you're still in, in med school. Walk us through your first you know, couple steps to actually getting focus started and getting it off the ground. Yeah, it was the second year of med school. I was studying the library. And uh, to your point, Evan, the night before I'd had a cup of coffee at like eight o'clock and I, I didn't fall asleep till two or three that night, even though I had stopped studying by like 12. And uh, that so that night I had learned my lesson and I went to the vending machine and I, I came back with water because I just wanted something that would give me three or four more hours. Right. And I didn't want energy drink. I didn't want soda. I drank too much diet, Coke, diet, Mountain Dew, whatever, you know, already. And I knew that was terrible for me. So when I pitched it to Tom, I was really fortunate to find someone who was a big believer in the, the idea. Also, Tom's a natural gas speculator. So his expertise is in the market and reading trends. And, and he had been watching the beverage industry and, and went diving a little deeper into the sparkling set. He knew that that was growing. And he knew the energy set was growing and, and soft drinks and soda were dropping quarter over quarter. So, uh, you know, it seemed like a great idea and the perfect time. So Tom had actually had a relationship with a beverage company in London that made alcoholic iced tea called Harry Brompton's. And part of his agreement with them was that their flavorist, who was real, who is and still does a lot of our flavors with us is he would do our product development, right? We would work with him. So for the first, I, I would say first 12 to 14 months, we were trying different ingredients. We, you know, we originally started with hundred milligrams of caffeine, uh, vitamins, like I said, and, and some of the, um, other like uh, electrolytes and anything we could add in there to make it a little bit more functional. And, and pause and, right here uh, for a second real quick, because yeah, how, how are you putting those? Like, <clears throat> are you in a lab? What, what does it look like to test these beverages? So we work with a flavor house, right? And, and you know, your flavor house is who you send your, your guidelines to on your product. So it's got to be natural. It's got to be within the FDA regulations of, you know, what they consider to be natural, right? And then we have higher standards than what the FDA would require to be natural, right? So it's a, it's a cleaner, more, uh, I guess, perfect plant or fruit extract that creates that flavor for us. So really what it looks like is, is ordering samples of these ingredients and then through mixing techniques that our flavorist Addy has, he'll put it in distilled purified water. He'll put the flavoring in the right combination. And we we literally use a soda stream to create that wow. carbonation. So is there yeah. like a library of like these ingredients that you can go to on like a website or a, some kind of company that provides these ingredients and just look at them and figure out which ones you can combine? 
I don't think so. I, I think a lot of this is up to your kind of your imagination uh, on what you want to put in there. But, you know, you're going to look for the flavors of the ingredients that have the characteristics of a, you know, that are water soluble, that are, you know, created to go into beverages. But, you know, you'd be surprised at, at some of these flavor houses, what they can offer. I mean, they have flavoring from a semi-ripe peach to a ripe peach to a just picked peach. And it's, it's impressive the flavors that they've captured and, and that they're able to deliver without anything being artificial. And so keep going on the story of, so you're, you're testing these ingredients and then you find some you like and then, and then what? Yeah. So when we started to get some other ingredients in there and, and then we decided to try Altheanine, it was one of the last batches. And, and I remember one of the big things I was concerned about initially was you know, how do you maintain that simplicity of caffeinated water, right? Caffeinated sparkling water uh, without becoming like a supplement. I'm not, I'm not trying to be something that makes you, I don't want to say it's something that makes you healthier because of that you drink it. It's because you're healthier because you're drinking it in place of other things, right? It, it's this, it's supposed to be the drink that it's a guilt-free option that you don't have to compromise because it also tastes good. Right. And so I was really worried that by adding L-theanine or adding any of these electrolytes or antioxidants that we'd be taking away from that message. But when we tried L-theanine, it was really an unbelievably different experience. You know, we tried in probably a larger dose of the 100 milligrams of caffeine. And the amount of L-theanine we keep proprietary because it allows us to uh, adjust, right, and and, and you know, we're always working on different iterations and, and different extensions of the product. But when I first tried it, I was like, this is actually real. This actually works. And from that moment, once we nailed down our first flavors, the blood orange, grapefruit, yuzu and lime, cucumber, and then the unflavored, we set off trying to find someone to produce it for us. And, and, and keep in mind, none of us had any idea about how to do beverages. I mean, we had no experience. And uh, so that provided a few hiccups and a lot of learning curves. But the benefit of that is we we learned pretty quickly how to create our how to run our own manufacturing. Uh, and by the second run, we weren't using anybody else to help us. We we learned on our own, which which really saved us down the road. So we actually started in a PET plastic bottle and did all of our art mockups, all, everything we did to get ready for it. We had originally planned on a plastic, and then we learned pretty quickly that if you're in plastic, your carbonation goes away in six months. Uh, you know, we didn't want to have to be making a product every six months at a unpredictable amounts of volume, right? And we transitioned pretty quickly to a aluminum can and a sleeve, and that was probably by October. It was our third attempt at running and then being stopped for some issue we didn't foresee. Uh, of 2017 and, and we launched. So we've, uh, you know, we've added two, three flavors since, two flavors since then, uh, peach and, and cola. And then we've got four more coming, mm. uh, in the next two months. That's so a awesome. big expansion for us. I think yeah. peach is actually my favorite. I'm a blood orange guy. Yeah. But peach is good. Yeah. 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 The, well, those are one and two blood orange and peach. Yeah. So they go neck and neck. How does cucumber perform? I, that was so like cucumber, like I was really throwing, I grabbed one out of a cooler once because I actually thought it was lime maybe. 
and I tried it, and I'm like, what is this? I'm, I don't, first of all, I don't like cucumber, so it's nothing against Focus, but I just don't like cucumber. No, that's okay. But what, how does that perform? I'm curious because I've never seen a cucumber drink. <laughs> it's kind of like the unflavored version, is that they are not our top sellers, yeah. but they have some of the most loyal purchasers that we have. I mean, we've had, it, we've had issues with coronavirus and the difficulty getting cans, I mean, consumption didn't stop, right? So it only went up. So all this aluminum can demand went so high. So we had delays in production and then you add in tariffs and it just became a really tough market to navigate throughout uh, 2020. We had issues where we'd be out of stock of some of our more popular flavors or higher selling flavors. And, you know, you'd get people say, hey, let us know when it's back in stock. But we would get the most ridiculous emails from our from people that drank cucumber. I mean, we had one guy email us and say, um, there's a lot of things in my life that I could probably live it without. I do love my dog, but it's not the end of the world. I love my wife, but I could keep going. But without your cucumber, I don't think I can handle it. You know, and you guys need that to take that and make probably, that a billboard or something. I know, I know. And that stuff's kind of my, uh, those are my favorite things to read. Right? Yeah. And so it's, it's one that we keep in our lineup and it's, a lot of the stuff we're learning is that we don't, just because we've tried it in a few locations, we moved it out of Kroger. We don't have that on the shelf anymore. Uh, we're working to move it out, out of really retail locations because it gets fans, it moves, but it doesn't move nearly enough to justify it being there when you compare it to a, a peach or a cola um, or any of those new flavors that we're planning on launching. Mm-hmm. Talk about the uh, the go to market strategy. Once you guys have developed this new and exciting drink, you know when you're still in in med school, were you guys like handing it out to to college students and having people test it, or what did it look like when you finally started getting it in people's hands? Yeah, I think you're probably assuming there was a lot more of a plan to it than <laughs> we actually had, and and it was it was not because we weren't thinking about it all the time. It was just because we were blissfully ignorant of the difficulties that it took. And, and it wasn't because people didn't expect it to be hard. It was because, you know, we had never heard of a review schedule for a grocery store. We didn't know that you could only pitch it to corporate for 2,500 Kroger's, right? I mean, we didn't know any, we didn't know the the value of having a broker to get a meeting. You know, none of those things we knew. So we, I mean, Louisville's small. I grew up there. Tom had been there for years and you know, the first place to take us on was a small grocer in Louisville with four locations called Paul's Fruit Market, uh, which is still one of the best sellers that we have. I mean, we've moved them up to full cases because they move so much. And and then uh, we moved on to Rainbow Blossoms, uh, Lucky Supermarket, which uh, actually ended up going bankrupt sometime last year after Kroger pulled its investment. Uh, they gave us a shot. Fresh Time, which used to be in Louisville. They still have 70 stores, but they pulled their Louisville location. And Heine Brothers was actually really big for us. It's where we realized that, you know, what we noticed pretty early on is you take you take 13, 14 Heine Brothers, and they're all kind of different uh, in Louisville, right? So the one downtown Louisville doesn't have much seating area, or one of them doesn't. And the other ones have a lot of places where people will go and sit for hours. What we found is people most often got a cup of coffee the first time they were there, but then if they were there studying or doing something or working and they were there for, you know, a couple hours, they would grab a focus through the half, you know, halfway point. So we our go to market strategy was get into every place we could in Louisville. 
Louisville was diverse enough for us to see where it worked and where it didn't work. And it was friendly enough that places would give us a shot. And uh, we actually got connected with somebody actually through my UPS driver to get into the Louisville Kroger's, uh, which is a crazy story. And that's where we kind of started with the first chains. And then fresh time, we expanded into Indianapolis and Lucky's took us into their 40 locations across the country. So a lot of these places actually started in Louisville, where we just got our foot in the door with some of these independent chains or these smaller chain grocers. And e-commerce was always a big part of it. Amazon is great for building awareness. They're unbelievably expensive, and they like to keep that customer information very private and take you out of the, you know, any connection with them, which is which is fine. And I get it, but it makes customer service when they do something wrong very challenging. And within six months, we made a big investment to our own website and we jumped on the subscription bandwagon. And and that's been a really big boom for us because we saw how often people reordered. We saw how much they were ordering each one. So we made sure that we got in that business as well. So, you know, the rest of it, it probably took us a good year to create a strategy, whether it was centralizing chains, uh, locations, or uh, if we were pitching a chain, make sure that there was other opportunities surrounding it so that it wasn't just us in the middle of Arkansas with 30 chains and nothing else to support it. You know, we wanted to make sure we had people on the ground and make sure we had a plan to, to drive foot traffic and to, to drive that pool off the shelf. And, and that's kind of where we've concentrated as far as in the Northeast, you know, around the Louisville Midwest area, and then you know, Publix gets is a great opportunity to break into that Florida market because the there are four states you want to be in for beverage for just because of sheer population. That's California, Texas, Florida, and New York. Um, and from you know Boston to DC is the highest population, highest concentration of people in the US. So, you know, that kind of directs us when we pitch chains and open up opportunities. Interesting. Talk about fundraising. So you know, Logan asked about your go to market early on. How'd you fund this? What what is what did that look like for y'all? Yeah, and working with Tom has has been one of the you know most important aspects of, of focus uh to date because you know he he provided funding initially. And then last year we did our first round of funding with friends and family. Wow. And uh, you know, that's one of the things that that friend that round of friends and, and family was to feed the expansion for 2020, 2021, so that we could capture more locations and continue to hire people and kind of capitalize off of of the growth we had experienced early on. And, you know, COVID really put a strain on that. So, you know, I had a team of six guys in New York. We ended up cutting that down to three. And and we really made some cuts across the board to make sure that we got through 2020 and through COVID. And the you know, the, the great news is that we're on the other side of this with a significant number of chains and, and ready to execute on those. Uh, but, you know, funding will come again in the future so that we can really take advantage of this opportunity in 2021, 2022. Yeah. If you had to say your, who your biggest competitor is, who would you say? Um, another one that I've seen pop up a lot recently is Celsius. Um, Celsius, I've, I've tried one of those and they're like, they're too much caffeine for me. Like I can only drink half of one um, and their flavors are, are stronger. Uh, so how do you compare yourself to them? But then also who is your like number one com- comparable? When people ask that question, I always struggle because there's not a direct competitor. Yeah. 
right? There are people entering the space. And you know, you, have you ever heard of Highball? I haven't, no. Uh, Anheuser-Busch purchased them. They are a 150 milligram seltzer, naturally energizing sparkling water. Some of them have sugar and, and, and calories and some don't. The ones that don't aren't very good. But I, I would say that you know, the, our biggest issue right now for competition is, is the awareness piece, right? Is that driving that trial? And then if I had to pick a brand, I mean, the company to beat or the company to position ourselves next to is Celsius hmm. because Celsius has done a really good job in marketing to a very similar demographic as us. We're heavily female. You know, we're 35 to 45 year old females, heads of households, college educated. That's really where we uh, find our initial grab. But what we hear after that is that they saw it in their friend's fridge who was drinking it, right? Females still buy for majority of households. I feel like a lot of nurses. Right? Like I've, I've got friends that are nurses. I've seen a lot of nurses like drink Celsius or drink Focus. Like it's one of the two, I feel like. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of that uncompromising totally. energy source, yeah. right? And I, I think that the, the challenge for us really is communicating our use occasions and its purpose. And, you know, we don't go after coffee, but we're a great replacement for your second coffee. Some people use it before they work out. Some people use it at the offices. You know, like I, one of the big, big lifts for us was uh, expansion into that corporate workspace. We pretty early on, I guess the end of 2018, we got the opportunity to get into a company called Oh My Green based in San Francisco. And they let us be the beverage of the month at Lyft headquarters. And we just really took off to the point where I, you know, I got to had some contacts there that I'd met from people reaching out saying they liked it. And I went there, introduced our new product, got to see their whole office. And it was unbelievably cool to see a focus and, you know, these 30 or 40 fridges across different floors and two buildings just in the office for, for people to take. This, um, yeah, Focus definitely has that startup, like clean, uh, design. very educated design. Yeah. yeah, just clean. It's like if, just, if I imagine like a, a physical software product that's something like a, a Lyft would love, it's like Focus. I just feel like it just fits. Somebody that Here, wears Allbirds would love Focus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah, where'd the pH come from? I think that was genius. I mean, the name is perfect for the, for the, for the oh, beverage. Oh, man, we... We took forever. I mean, we had so many bad names. Um, Been there. And uh, I remember going on runs and just thinking, like, just racking my brain on what should we call this and just writing down ideas. And it was probably the most stressful month of, the, of mental stress that I've had in a long time because it was like that thing you could never get off your, get off your mind that you had to do. And, uh, you know, one day I was talking with Tom and I said, what if we just called it focus, right? But you can't trademark focus, right? And, and Tom had worked in a different beverage actually uh, where they had used the name ClearCut. And I said, what if you did, the way I described it was like Burger King Whopper, right? ClearCut focus. If you look at Smartwater, right? If you look at an image of Smartwater, you'll see that glass O at the top and it's really, really small. And that's technically their whole name, hmm. right? But people would just call it Smart Water. So we, we liked the name Focus, knew we'd have a tough time trademarking it. And so we trademarked ClearCut Focus. That's really smart. I don't know if I would have come across that. I don't know if I would call it a loophole, but that's just a smart way to be strategic about getting a trademark on, on a brand that you're building. Yeah, thanks. We really wanted the name. So we thought, 
Well, let's make it unique. Throw a pH in there. Uh, and initially, we tried to make the pH of all the beverages match the pH of the fruit they were coming from, right? And then it ended up that had no significant benefit to it. Then uh, we started to introduce flavors like cucumber, uh, which didn't match. But at that point, we were so hooked on the name that we just kept it. Love it. Well, let's bring it back to uh, to starting off in Louisville. I know you mentioned uh, there a little bit ago about how you know helpful Louisville was and just in terms of giving you guys a shot. Talk about starting in Louisville and what it was like growing the company uh, in Kentucky and in Louisville specifically. As far as like resources that Kentucky you know gave you or helped you with mentorship. Talk about like the the startup ecosystem more so, like the ability to start a business in Kentucky. We were a very unique situation where Tom provided a lot of resources and mentorships as far as his connections with people. Uh, one of Tom's really uh, good friends is now our, um, uh, and they had similar work experiences. Came in as our CFO and is now our acting CEO. And he recognized pretty early on what a business needed to be successful, right? We could get out there and we could sell it. We could make it. But when it came to, you know, getting the financials in line and, and you know, creating a, a acceptable P&L, we needed somebody with a little bit more experience. But, you know, just from my own personal, my own personal experience, and I, I'm, I don't know, are, are you all from Louisville or are you... I went to high school in Louisville. I'm from Elizabethtown, so I'm pretty familiar with Louisville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's Louisville's small, right? I mean, we, we, we say we have a million people in the greater Louisville, but I swear it's, you're only one person away from, you know, knowing another. And a lot of my family and my friends were instrumental in us getting into locations. I mean, we had a Connection with the uh, manager of, of Heine Brothers. She gave us a shot in her first few stores. Uh, we had a connection with the owner of Pulse Fruit Market. They gave us a shot. And, you know, it, it's just, I think that the benef- one of the benefits of Louisville, especially being a consumable product, is that, you know, if, if we started in New York and we said we're a New York brand, well, you and hundreds mm-hmm. other ones, yeah. right? But in Louisville, it, it was very unique, right? So we saw the number of times that we'll get people that leave comments or or reviews that say, like the product and, you know, uh, uh, love helping out a local Louisville company, right? So you just get this brand adoption and, and there's people just getting right behind us just because of where we're from. And it, it's actually funny. So we... When we went up to meet Big Geyser in right around Thanksgiving of, of 2018, we asked him, you know, how'd you hear about us? And the owner said he was down in the Virgin Islands and uh, he's sitting at a bar and there's these two women next to him that are just chatting and they decided to ask him, you know, what do you do? And he was like, uh, I, I push a beverage cart around New York. And one of these women said, uh, oh my gosh, you ha- do you carry focus? You have to carry focus. You have to have focus. And he goes, mm, that's not a real brand. And he's, she's like, yes, it is. It's based in Louisville. And this other girl's like, I'm from Louisville, but I live in DC and I have to have it ordered to me every time, every day, I, every month I have to have it. And he was like, I don't know. So he looks it up. He sends it to hit the... Um, uh, CEO, uh, Jerry, and, and says, have you ever heard of this product? And he's like, no, I haven't. So the next day they ordered samples and they didn't even wait for samples to get there and requested a meeting. And we went up there and and Lewis, the owner, said it, it was like talking to a cult, <laughs> right? And it was like listening to people go on and on about the beverage and, and they 
they really liked it. They liked the taste. And, and early on, they were the ones that said, hey, I think it's okay for right now, but you're going to have to change your branding. And, and um, we were like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. It wasn't, it wasn't long until we realized we were, we were the ones that had no idea what we were talking about. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the benefit that Louisville brought for us. It was small enough that we could make an impact quickly. And uh, it was, but it was big enough that we could trial so many different types of markets, whether it was grocery stores, boutique grocery stores, fitness studios. Uh, you know, last year we did a, um, prior to COVID, we did an agreement and we're in the uh, Louisville FC, which was that. a cool opportunity yeah. to be the branding with them. So with that, unfortunately, COVID kind of hampered the um, attendance and things, but it was really big. Uh, it's just really been a great opportunity for us to get our, our feet under us mm -hmm. and be ready. Because when we came to New York, I mean, a lot of things are different. It's much bigger. It's much more challenging. But the same places that our consumers were in Louisville, they are here. You know, the same route to market. We talk about being where people live, work, and play. Uh, live being the uh, grocery stores, work being the office locations, and play being fitness studios. Right. And we try and hit them at all parts of those lot and all part of their lives there. So that's what we did in Louisville. And that's what we are. That's what we're trying to replicate here. Yeah. What about things that you noticed? Have you noticed anything that Louisville could be doing better to support more people like you? Is there any hiccups or anything that you thought, man, I wish Louisville had this or I wish we could do a better job in Louisville with this? You know, is there anything that comes to mind? You know, there were a lot of things that I didn't find out about until later. The benefit of things like YPAL. Um, and that's, you know, probably no one's fault but my own, right? I mean, you get so involved in the, in the day to day, right. And trying to get in this next location, you can, it can take a little bit of prodding to step back and look at the picture as a whole and, and see what kind of opportunities are out there. But, you know, getting involved in YPAL and, and, you know, getting involved in events that were available. And once we got our word, you know, our, our name out and people became more familiar with it, it was crazy to see how many people would reach out with opportunities just because we were a Louisville brand, yeah. right? We had a little bit of trouble with some of the local press and local news and getting out there and, you know, and, Touch and on I that understand. For a like why, why was yeah. that? Because, you know, we're a media company and we noticed there were, there was a lack of focus on companies, young companies and growing and innovation. So talk about the media piece real quick, if you can. Yeah, I, I think it was, you know, we had a PR firm up here initially um, and I think we got one thing in business first, one thing in the courier, one thing, I think we did a, maybe like a WHS 11 or a Fox, some local broadcasting in the morning for one piece, you know, which I think was always kind of disappointing for us because we would get picked up in pop sugar magazine or something else that, you know, we were always hoping for more Louisville coverage. Yeah. Right. And I think it's probably just a combination of, you know, what do people want to see? Right. And what's considered newsworthy and, I really don't know why, you know, we've struggled to make a really a big hit. Again, that's, I say it was a challenging, but I have no understanding of the, of the media business, right? So when we get a thousand chain expansion across the country, we would hope that, you know, we would get some more coverage here just to highlight our success as a Louisville company, Louisville based, uh, you know, an employer of, I think, you know, we have about 16 people on a team, most of which are in Louisville. And, but again, I was, I would hope they would know their yeah, readers yeah. better than us. So maybe that's not what they want. Yeah. But we do notice that when we do present that kind of news and information to our group, 
of social media followers or LinkedIn followers or you know any any source that we directly communicate with, there's a lot of really big support and excitement there. Yeah. So that's ultimately the you know the mission that Middle Tech was founded on. That's why we exist. So uh, it's definitely exciting for us to be talking to a company of your size that with the success you guys have had, it's it's fun for us to highlight you and be sitting here and doing some product placement, actually drinking focus during the interview. So we always Thanks. we always like to end on kind of a forward looking broad statement here. Uh, so tell us where you see focus going into the future, what you see it becoming as you guys continue to grow. You know, I, I think that we in the future where I want to see focus is, is the leader of, of the category of, of that better for you sparkling energy water, right? So that, and I know that might seem kind of narrow, but you know, when we first started, there were people, buyers that would say, this isn't going to catch on. This isn't a real thing. I remember thinking when we first started this, like, what am I going to do the day that Pepsi or Coke comes out with this, right? And, and, you know, my attitude was completely different when they actually did because I was I was excited because I thought the product wasn't very good. I thought that the 35 milligrams was kind of insignificant. However, they completely uh, expanded the market, probably. And they verified our prop. They verified our category, right? They said, this is going to be an idea, right? When the biggest beverage companies in the world put their weight behind, weight behind a category that you really started, that's a compliment. And we heard, I remember reading the press release for AHA. And when they decided why they put 35 milligrams in, they said, well, we wanted to maintain the taste. And we were able to get 75. We could still go higher if we wanted to without affecting the taste. That's a you know, that that's a big boost in the confidence of our brand. So when I, when I think of the future, we I want to see it as more of a mainstay in people's days. And it's it's an understanding of where it belongs on our part and how to market that. And I think that, you know, I one day my goal will be when it's a product that makes sense in a in a convenience store. Right. For us, we've trialed in it and it just doesn't make sense yet because that convenience store market is is uh, people know what they want when they go in. New products with not without a lot of cloud or a lot of awareness usually don't do well there. Right. So we tried a few small ones, did Thornton's for a while. What we realized was that if we don't have that house household name recognition, you know, you're not going to get that pull off there. And when we're there, that will be an, ex, you know, know that we've made an impact and we've really built a brand that people know. And you know, by that time, I'm I'm confident that the idea of a caffeinated sparkling water will not be so new or unique, and people won't say, "Oh, that's a great idea." So that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I love it. And listen, from somebody who never drank coffee, never drank soda, like he's never drank anything sugary, and to try what you all have done, and I think I first met you in what 2018, maybe 2017, yeah. from the days of Fuji. You know, I've probably drank a few, you know, hundred of these. And I don't, again, I don't drink anything else other than water, I think. And so it's just been so cool to see you all's growth. So excited to, uh, to share it with, with our audience. And uh, for those that are listening, you know, how can people find out more about you? Where can they go to, to learn about you? What's your website? Talk about your socials, plug yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So the best place for us is uh, drinkfocus.com, P-H-O-C-U-S.com. That's the best way to learn about our products. Uh, have the direct communication with us if you have any questions. Also, our social for Twitter and Instagram and Facebook are the same, at Drink Focus, uh, where you can find us. You can buy Kroger locally, uh, the Myers throughout some of Kentucky and, and Indiana. 
And then our, our page has the where to find us and where all our store locations are. But any support we can get following on our social, sharing our message, I, I cannot express how much that means to myself and the rest of the team because it's uh, we know that not everybody likes to share just random stuff. So we appreciate someone taking the time and, and putting their voice and their weight behind our brand. It means a lot. Awesome. Well, I think it's safe to say that Middle Tech definitely endorses focus. We <laughs> we talk about it a lot. It's like the kind of a startup thing. So we're happy to to do an episode and well, get we'll, it out there. Uh, when we get uh, when we get the new flavors next month, I'll, we've got a whole. Uh, we're expanding on two more flavors on the cola, so we'll have a soda line, and then uh, we've got two more unique fruit flavors, and with a possible one more. So you may hit five this this year, which is big for us. So. We'll make sure you guys get that. So we appreciate the support. 